変身
we started the show though like uh my thought was okay there's lots of shows that are lots of people who are already fans of like toku and talking about toku and stuff um let's bring on somebody who's like enthusiastic but like cares about like pop culture but like doesn't really know what toku is so like what are your thoughts like a year in because like at the start like i know it was like kind of shaky and like there was like some weirdness but i feel like you really like come to it in the past couple like months yeah i was i was kind of worried about you know committing to a pod talking about a show that i didn't have any knowledge about but me um, neither (laughs) yeah but zero one really took care of me and uh like you always been putting me on like two other shows that are also popular and over the year you know i picked up game finished that almost done with uh dub but uh now we're on saber and you know we're sure thoughts about saber later but just just uh common writer just like every show is completely I wouldn't say completely different, but it's always a different experience, no matter how you view these shows. Like it may be some similarities, but every every show is is its own thing. You know what I mean? And that's what I appreciate about Kamarai with me and Tokatsu. No, yeah, we hope that like um for people that like maybe are like showing people stuff, like our like recommendations for like shows and episodes were like helpful or like just people that were like trying it out, like we're trying out stuff like with us. And that was like the whole point of the show. So like that's great to hear, you know? And uh yeah, just I um Really, this show would have had a different energy, I think, if we started with Saber. Much more chaotic, I would have said. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm glad we started when we did. <laughs> no, that was just like the like the perfect show to start with. Like I and like I was like so like nervous too, because like I love Cobb and Rider, but also like I didn't know what the show was gonna be like. It was right completely like blind the first time we watched it. Yeah, and even with like the pandemic postponing like their production, they still pulled like the ending off. So I definitely appreciate them for that. No, it's wild to think about. Um, we've been doing the show for a year. Seven, seven at like seven and like a half months of that have been in the pandemic. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's another thing to reflect on for first year anniversary for sure. Yeah, um, like one year ago, there wasn't a Toku streaming service. Toku songs were on Spotify, or mm-hmm. there wasn't like a a like official YouTube channel, uh, <laughs> which is wild. Um, there wasn't a Marvel comic. <laughs> Yeah, I was about band. to mention that. That's that's probably the most craziest thing that's happened for sure. And I think I sent you a video about how they're probably trying to put him into like some movie soon, like the yeah. MCU continuity. That that'd be insane if they pull that off. I'm not sure like if they're gonna go like straight to, like continuity, but like at the very least, they're gonna do like a big hero six kind of movie. I think because how can they not like like such a big character in like Asia and stuff where like they're not doing the best, you know? Mm-hmm. Worth noting though is that um. As we go into our like second year, um, we've had a couple chances to kind of take a lap. We kind of took a lap of like zero one a little bit and said, "Oh, but that was great. That was perfect. That's the whole book closed." And uh, we didn't take a lap of, with episode fifty because just like with timing, like it didn't work out to that being an episode where we were on together. But like episode fifty was like also fun with our our, our like friends from like Zords with uh, with friends. But um, this is also are one year and with that um there's some changes coming so um two that you might have noticed uh are that now on the podcast there is a tip jar um if you want to like uh tip us there and um also on the twitter there is a um and on the instagram um both at common ride with me uh you will um see that with each episode there's a like um like a a like quote of the week going up that's um a like picture with like a like quote from the show and that's also um completely like available it um with like alt text for um for those of you that are like blind or might have trouble seeing and um for that too we're also changing our um our like hashtags to be intercap so people can also read those as well and there's uh more coming with that uh i'm excited to announce that uh if you're checking us out today on october 16th when this comes out um a it's um my birthday, but B, we have a couple new websites launching. So first is uh there is comradesb.com that previously redirected to our Pinecast website. Um that was great, uh, but it was only posting for our episodes. So now it shows our actual website. So what that's going to be is that's going to be blog posts to go with the episodes like going up. And also more. Like there will be like a um, like zero one like retrospective like Coming up there, like unrelated to like our posts, for example, and um, that'll also like have things like 
more details on like how to watch along on certain shows that we covered or like here's like a like our guide on getting into like certain shows and also there will be a uh, merch store coming out on Redbubble. Now this is uh, the um to me like a very exciting thing to think that like people could have like merch of ours. So that's going to be like the logo that's going to be like a minimalist like just that stripe version that's going to be like a just to like the um uh, the the podcast microphone with the grasshopper on it. That's also going to have like some variations. Right now it's looking like they're going to be um in the first month 12 designs. So well, that's going to be logo, the minimalist just the stripe and uh the uh, mic stand with the grasshopper and then a like special like halloween version and then there's going to be a uh, pride and trans version so just to understand how proceeds work for our tips and for merch is that uh for everything our cut the proceeds like after like what it costs to send to you that is going to be uh to our hosting costs then to charity right now it's just like blanket like trans lifeline um that might change with time and be like, oh, like now we're doing like this charity, that charity. But um, how that also works is that for all of the um, stuff that comes out that is specifically labeled like the pride variant or like the like trans pride variant, that is not going to us at all. That is going straight to charity. So it's like either going like a non important like subject matter to our, to our hosting costs than charity or it's going straight to charity when it's something like a like wider movement or like a like wider group of people yeah that's a lot of information all at once but there's a lot more coming if you are a fan of common right yeah uh we got merch now james that's not exciting yeah we got gear y'all, y'all gotta cop some and send us pictures on uh twitter for sure oh yeah and uh i couldn't make the yoga pants work that was the one thing where i was like <laughs> oh this is a interesting design but uh there's uh shirts mugs there, there's a clock if you want to get a clock i don't know anybody's gonna buy that, but it was pretty easy to set up, but it didn't cost me to make. So I made a clock. If you get a clock for Common Ride with me, um, I will, I will sing any Toku song you want for you. Oh, somebody, please! I will just somebody like go right it. into it. Just that's great content right there. Exactly that. I will always uh just throw myself off the cliffs for content and clock. That's me. But yeah, so. That's what we're doing now. And uh, before we go on to Comrade Saber, because today we are doing, you forgot to mention, a like double block of a Comrade Saber episodes three through six. I can't stop without asking you, James. Uh, what are we looking at this week besides Tokyo? Um, man, uh, today I finally picked up this new anime that's been hyped, and I was kind of worried you're starting it. Um, and that anime is Jujutsu Kaisen. And this might be the one. Um, if you guys want to see my reaction to the OP, you could check it out on YouTube, uh, Copacetic Senpai. But I started the actual anime today and it is legit, like living up to the hype based off these first two episodes. I- I'm loving everything about it. How- what's your thoughts about it so far, Kip? I remember back when I was checking out like the like manga before they even like announced the anime, like mentioning it like, on the show. And then like, just to see the hype that's like been like building up, like I've just seen the first episode. I think there's just like two or three episodes right now, but mm-hmm. um, it's very good, like great opening. It's also like cool because like sometimes you get people that like shit on stuff for like being expected or whatever. But like this just shows how well you could do something that we've seen before because it's like pretty basic what happens. It's like just done so stylishly and like with like such character that like it gets away with just like, oh, hey, monsters and high school it's just like so well done in like that first episode even. Right. And it, and like you said, it's nothing original. It's high concept, uh, shown in anime, but the way they pull it off with like, with like the lure and just like certain things that they do here and there. And the timing of dropping this in October definitely has like the, yeah, like the thriller vibes, the horror vibes. And it's, it's definitely like living up to the hype. And like I said before, I was a little concerned, but it, it definitely deserves the hype that it was getting. And, um, a lot of people have been reaching out to me about like what's to come and I can't wait to see it. And I'm loving the characters. The character designs are awesome. Uh, the soundtrack's awesome. And yeah, uh, I, I don't want to say it's the best anime of the year so far over two episodes, but it has, it's definitely a candidate. 
because Demon Slayer was last year. Um, and I know that um, was this year Doctor Stone that kind of like flopped a little bit when it came out, like despite being like a great like manga. Was that one that happened? Uh, Doctor Stone came out last year. Okay, never mind them. Yeah. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. You're talking about uh, God of Tower of God. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's funny you said it flopped because. That was so overhyped, and I was watching it, and I, I don't even think I finished it. I think I had, like, two, ep- two episodes left to finish the season, and I didn't even go back. But, yeah, it, it definitely was overhyped, in my opinion. No, yeah, I think that um, what Jujitsu, like, Kaizen, like, it, um, like, one, has a, like, great opening. Like, it's so stylistic. And two, it feels just kind of, like, it's, like, reminds me so much of, like, Black Clover, but, like, with, like, a lot of style, honestly. You know? Yeah, I can see that. I'm not sure if going to follow it, like too closely, but like it's like nice too because like it also feels like it's like in that like bleach area too, where it's just like a show that I can watch an arc of if I want to and just like get like a certain vibe, but like I don't need to follow. Yeah, only thing I'm I want to say I'm worried about because I'm not worried about it. The only thing that I was like really surprised about that it's supposed to be 24 episodes first season, and usually when a studio commits to anime like that many episodes first season is it's usually good 24 episodes yeah um i um have you seen like the um like whole thing that like a lot of like websites are posting about like the um the jennifer lawrence connection yeah what's up to the show yeah what was that about? okay so i read like a bit of the manga when like it was like out and like around like the like 30s like there's like a fight or like a like training section and like um the main like character like says like oh yeah like um I like, um, my type is tall woman with, like, big butts, like Jennifer Lawrence. So, like, a bunch of, like, screen rant and stuff were like, oh, like, here's what to expect from Jennifer Lawrence's cameo in Jujutsu Kaisen. <laughs> That's funny. I, I missed that. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> I was so caught off guard. I was yeah. like, Jennifer, it was, like, such a random name. Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, what? I would actually love it if she, like, just showed up in live action just like in like what episode no um i think we should switch over to uh our new favorite show comrade of saber Right, and we are back. So this week, um, we looked at um, a double stuffed chunk of Comrade of Saber. So we looked at episodes uh, three, A Father and a Swordsman, or chapter three, A Father and a Swordsman. Chapter four, I Open the Book, Therefore. Chapter five, My Friend, the Thunder Swordsman. And chapter six, Like the Wind, He Arrives. So um, this is two arcs, but yeah. Uh, so um, what do you think of um, this first arc with like episode three and four? With uh, the like arrival of like uh, two new characters, I mean, Toma has a lot of friends. Friends, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he does, right? I mean, every episode, dude has somebody. Yo, what's up? It's like it, it, at at first, it's just a lot to keep up with. To be honest, a lot of characters. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I am a fan of Kamen Rider. I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure if you do that. Um, as we like. <laughs> Are currently celebrating our year of doing a kind of writer show, but um, I messaged you today and I was like, "Yeah, um, I'm gonna make a Photoshop so we know who people's names are because I sure don't." And I was so glad you did that because I was legit about to come in here and say "red dude, green dude," <laughs> just sounding like I would have to have to get ready for this pod. But it was, it was just, I'm glad you took the time out and made this little chart for us. Yeah, when Donatello shows up, it's. <laughs> but no uh yeah just um i want to like saber and i hope i do because like um these shows do pick up sometimes like sometimes they kind of like after the first like set of like 12 episodes they're just like oh we've introduced a ton of characters and like collectibles now we can like get into like some more meaty stuff or some like more interesting action so mm-hmm. like maybe that'll happen here maybe it'll be like like episode eight that's kind of where um okay so I'm going to give some perspective. Um, episode eight of zero one was when Hirobi stabbed Fua through the neck. Oh, wow. So that's next time we talk, we will be at the same place in this show. 
Hmm. Episode, that's, a, that's a good way to compare it by the next pod, for sure. Episode 8 of a game is when Orin shows up. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's um, usually like the checkpoint, huh? 8 and 12, I think. Um, I'm not sure for double. I think like for double it might have been uh, a little <coughs> slower, but yeah, it's just kind of like uh, episode 8 of Comrade Double was when they were uh, dancing <laughs> and singing, so never mind. But still, um, <laughs> I feel like uh, here a lot of characters are showing up. I'm not sure if we're getting a ton with them to care about them, but I like when we meet Comrade Buster, um, Rio, and his son Sora. Um, I thought this was like the best done intro, I think, of the ones we had. Because, um, like, so how's the episode start? Is Kento, <laughs> who's the childhood friend of Toma, who Toma doesn't remember, shows up on a magic carpet, just like how, um, <laughs> Just like how um, Rotaro showed up on the Blue Lion last episode. And he's like, hey, what's up? We're best friends. And Toma doesn't remember, but then he sees a book and he remembers. Uh, yeah. And they're Italian for a second. And they hug. <laughs> Tom uh, Sawyer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> when that Tom Sawyer stuff happened, I was like, okay, 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 okay. You can fuck up right here. Please don't. <laughs> But then, like, we meet Kento. The episode's not about him, though. It's about another different writer that shows up. Kento doesn't transform or really do anything for the plot besides, hey, what's up? I'm your friend. I have a secret. Why don't you remember our other friend who's gone and disappeared? Uh, and, yeah, um, there's, like, this, um, in his 40s, like, cover writer, um, writer Buster, who, like, shows up w- with his kid to the battlefield and, like, defeats all the monsters in one blow. Um, He's all right as a character, I think, honestly. Yeah, I think out of all of Thomas, uh partners, he's he's my favorite so far. Oh, God. Yeah. I mean, he looks like, um, he looks like Kamen Rider, like, Deno, honestly, which is a, like, beloved writer. Like, he kind of just, like, has that look to him. Um, and he's also the only, like, other character with, like, a backstory, right? Right, yeah. Like, I feel like that's what's missing with these other characters. Like, we don't really know them at all. So... I think the character development is definitely slacking early in the episodes, and I feel like they're just trying to cover so much ground at once. And I don't, I don't know why they yeah. chose that pacing for the first, you know, few episodes. It's like nonstop. Well, let's just like break continuity for a second. Uh, we meet Toma. He's does he's fine. Like he like, and by fine, like, I don't mean like good. By fine, I mean like he doesn't have any problems. His problem is that he can't remember somebody, but he can't remember that he can't remember that person, so he's not even that sad about it, mm-hmm. and he wants to help people. So he's like, I'm living my dream job. I'm not at all worried. I don't have, like, family telling me to grow up, and then I can help people more. He's not, like, struggling to teach people things or, like, to do things to help people. He's just kind of succeeding at living how he wants to, for the most part, and that's my main issue, I think, with him, where I'm just like, ah, like, like, what's yeah. your story? Like, we, we, we know you want to save people, but, like, why? <laughs> like, is it because you keep dreaming of this girl that went through this book and you couldn't save her? Like, you know what I mean? There's not a lot there to, like, sympathize with this guy with. And it's not even, like, I don't even need to know why. Because, like, we knew why Arto was doing what he was doing the whole time. Like, not to keep comparing it to Zero One, but what made him interesting as a character was that here were the things that were in the way. Here's the things he had to learn to do it. With Toma, he there's not nothing really in his way, or that he has to learn how to do better. It just it seems like he's good to go from the start. Yeah, and at the end of episode six is like his first challenge of the whole show. You know what I mean? Like now it's yeah. like he has to start piecing things together and figuring out how to get out of the situation. And so we'll see where we go from here. And you know, and we meet Rintaro. He's blue. Um, and he's <laughs> stuffy. And he has a line. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, like, honestly, his he gets less interesting to me when he's like, I'm upset that my master was killed. I was like, okay. That's yeah. Just, yeah. And in the next art, we kind of start seeing a little bit more character development with him as well. So, not really, but we'll get to that then. But, uh, yeah. for right now, uh, we meet this really strong middle aged, like, dad, and he's all like, hey, what's up? you're weak or whatever um i'm here to to get stuff done like the plot of this episode is that 
Toma thinks books are cool. He tries to tell this kid, Sora, that books are cool. Sora's like, books are lame. He finds <laughs> a very clearly the same kind of books that his dad uses to transform on the ground. Tries to read it. Gets captured. Then he thinks books are cool in the end. <laughs> He's my favorite character, too. He's just like, dude, you're lame. Or books are lame and you're weird as shit. And then finally decides to pick up a book and this happens. He's like, I'm never reading a book again. <laughs> and like, they don't even look like books, though. It's like a plastic, like, yeah. blank thing. Happy Meal toy. And like, he's going into battle with his dad. So he knows what the evil magic books look like, too. So it's not like he's like ignorant here. But he's like, oh, like, maybe this book will be good. I apparently can read. <laughs> which I, I, I kind of assume that like a four year old probably can't read yet. Maybe it's like different thing in Japan or like it's going to be like a, a, a like picture book. But I don't know. But yeah, um, go and find the monster. They can't attack it because it's too slippery. But then the dad shows up and is able to kill it in one blow. And they try out some powers too, like the Peter Pan power. Um, and then it's next episode. Uh, episode four, Mago's missing. Um, as the swordsmen fight, and like the dad's like, "You're a fuck up," but he's like, "No, I'll do it. I'll help." Um, is this one who's like, "Don't make promises" or something like that? Yeah. Okay. And like that makes sense at least. Like he's the most realized character because like he carries himself with some like world weariness. Like I've seen some shit kind of stuff, so it kind of mm-hmm. worked out. But yeah. Um. <laughs> We also find out about they could use more than one book with this one, right? Or we've seen them use two books. So um, this was three, right? This is three. Okay. Red, yellow, and blue. And apparently that's like a super form kind of thing because it's like wearing them out to do it and it like makes the power stronger. Um, what do you think of the uh, Peter Pan powers? <laughs> when the chick like grew her arms like Popeye and choked the dude out? Yeah. <laughs> that was so odd, man. It was so weird. <laughs> I don't want to hate on stuff, but also like Yeah, it was just weird. At least some of my current dislike of like Saber is that like I feel like I'm sitting down at a restaurant and getting what I didn't order. <laughs> Great analogy. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And like there's also some like quality issues, like with like character and stuff, but no, um yeah. That happens. Uh, he has like three powers and able to finally put the monster down. Um, but then, like, a new like lieutenant for the bad guy shows up, Disast, who's unkillable and looks kind of cool. But because he's unkillable, his fights kind of don't have tension because, like, he just keeps losing because <laughs> he can't yeah, die. Like he, has, he has no, <laughs> he doesn't care about his life at all. And then they win. Uh, and then we get episode five. Um, I think. I really thought episode five was going to be the weakest of the episodes of the bunch, but then episode six happened. But uh, episode <laughs> five is um, that's that's too negative. Uh, <laughs> uh, but no, um, we see Kento gets to transform into Comrade Espada. It's a cool suit. It's a great suit. It looks great. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of um, when Takatora transforms into like. Sengetsu, just like the white and like one other color, just looks really like elegant, really good. Yeah, and it definitely fits his personality. I like Kento a fair bit as far as just like he seems like the most even keeled of the like younger swordsmen. Um, and his backstory stuff where he's like hiding something from Toma and deciding not to tell him about their missing friend. Um, see, that's the stuff I'm like, I get into with these series. I'm like, okay, it's a mystery, like what's behind this, and then I like that, but. It doesn't help that we've at this point, like, um, we don't know anything about the villains and the monsters are getting jobbed out really hard. Because like it, in episode six, for example, like Toma kills a monster in one attack, but mm-hmm. the monsters can come back to life whenever they're like summoned after the first time. So it's they don't seem like a threat, but also it seems like they're not making progress when they're fighting them. And also, this is the first I want to say that. Yeah, this is probably the first series that I watched in Comrade that the the monsters weren't like people. Yeah. Like, you know, with Zero One, you know, like they could be potentially human gears. Uh double they're using the the guy memories. You know what I mean? So this is this is kinda kinda weird for me. 
to not like really have stakes until when they kill the monsters, you know? No, that's something that, that look I like that I noticed too, and I think it's like weird because like that's where a lot of like we hadn't been introduced as many characters in Zero One, for example. But like we had been introduced to like people in the world that were dealing with the powers of being a monster and what that could do like for them or to them. Mm-hmm. So like it felt like we knew the world and like the lore better. Where here I don't know anything about the people in the world. Which yeah, like I think and, is what that does. And at times it feels like there's like I saw a lot of people say uh like plot holes. It feels like we're missing so much in between these episodes. Like I don't know. It's yeah. like a lot of explaining that they need they need to help us with in the next few episodes. Cause this is like the first time I watched one of these. I'm like, did I miss something? And I like go back, rewind it like, you know, like three minutes to see if I'm like missed something they're saying and it just feels like it's like should be more like meat on the story. Yeah, it's happening so fast and there's so much to be introduced, but like there's nothing to like grab onto. You're right. It's just like, oh hey, um this is this character. Here's like a rough outline of who they are and they don't have anything to really do. Um Yeah, like I'm not sure if you, I'm not sure if you said it like this or if I read it online, but they're saying like it's not even characters, it's just archetypes at this point. Yeah. We were talking about it last time. Um mm-hmm. And, like, it sucks because, like, with Kento, he then gets daddy issues that don't really add anything to anything he's doing at this point. He's just yeah. sad that his dad's the villain. Um, and that's and, one that's all yeah. And uh, to note, um, his dad, I should actually find this dude's name, but, um, so his dad is played by um, Mitsuru Karahashi. Um, he also plays Kamurata uh, Caliber or um, Hayoto. Uh, we haven't heard his like name yet, but um, so he's a Toku alumni, and he's really good. Like honestly, seeing him, I was like, do more with him now in episode five. He's great. He's been great in Kamen Rider. He's been great in, in like Super Sentai. Mm-hmm. Know how I, I've said? Oh yeah, um, episode eight of Kamen Rider Five is like great. It's like a beloved like classic. Yeah. Uh, that's the arc that introduces him to Kamen Rider Five. <laughs> As like a main character in the show, okay. Um, and he like plays this like really just uh great character that like they bring back every once in a while. Like a, a couple of years ago, they did like a twelve year anniversary special tribute, and like the only like people they brought back were like the main character and him, for example. Um, in one of the more beloved like Sentai shows, um, Samurai Sentai like Shinkenger, um, he plays the like. Not the Goldar, that's like selling him short. Like he plays like this like demon samurai who like lost his soul because like he like liked to kill too many people and was like constantly like just like badgering like the Red Ranger and just constantly trying to like get the Red Ranger to fight him to death and like was really like very eerie too. So like he's like a he's done stuff and like he's like a of the cast, I'm most excited to see what they do with him because like even if it's not the best, I'm confident that like can do a lot with it and that's and, and that's like another thing um so, so this episode and part of next episode we find out that they're trying to get to avalon uh because magic <laughs> and <laughs> we're already like the same way that the monsters don't feel like a threat it already feels like they're taking the like bad guy off of caliber because it seems like it's like these lingering shots of him being like talked to by the other villains who we don't even know their names besides like one of them um and the villains say oh and what are you going to do when you get the power and it's like oh okay it's clearly setting up that he like became a villain to like get the power to resurrect his wife or something mm-hmm. it's just like it's already there so i'm just oh boy yeah <laughs> i do like the conversation that um that rio and like kento like have on the roof about his dad like what the soda is that's really good um and when Toma and Caliber clash swords, they do like the Harry Potter thing where like magic like connects them or whatever because they're both dragons, I guess. Uh, and then it's episode six. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not trying to like, I don't want to go super in depth on the show, just a vague outline, but it is kind of like jarring the way it goes. I'm not trying to like do it like a disservice, but um, yeah, um, Ren shows up. Uh, what do you think about Ren? Um, not a fan at the moment. Yeah, it just seems like a lot of a lot of energy for what 
<laughs> I don't know, man. I just feel like it was too much. He seems like he could be a fun character as far as like being blunt and like rude and stuff. But like, I think when you introduce characters like this, know how we talk about um, a lot of these actors are for the first time acting. So when they're just okay. playing archetypes, I think that might lean into the weaknesses of that and make it more jarring because if you're acting for the first time, but you're not given much to do besides like a vague outline of an archetype very quickly. I didn't think like that. Yeah. It'd get better over time. But they also shouldn't have structured the show that way to just introduce a bunch of people without anything to do. And then we get your favorite power, the three little pigs power. (laughs) It's actually like a lot of these powers are kind of cool. Just like not my cup of tea on how they were like represented, like the three little pigs being like three cartoons that build walls, like them building walls and stuff is a cool way to do the power. But and um, when he showed it off like later, I was like, oh, is she? Is he going to do like a shadow clone like thing with these? And he didn't. Yeah, the first time was way better than the second one. So Toma defeats a monster in one attack, but it's back later. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a different one, I think, because it got regenerated. Um, then a dude shows up. I'm going to. Can you describe what happens here as best you can? To be honest, I, I don't remember. <laughs> okay. So um, <laughs> there are five. You're talking about Zuos? No, I'm talking about Storius. Remember Storius, the guy okay. who's wearing a tie on his head? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you, you could take it from here, Cap. Okay. <laughs> no, I like um There's so many, man. <laughs> there's so many characters and like I'm not I'm like, trying when, to when like they, when they introduce Zuos or it's just it's too much, man. Well, no, cuz they introduced like Zuos in episode like 4, I think, or maybe episode 5, but then cut away that at the end of episode six they returned to him um without any that's right he wasn't four and came back okay it's just all blurring together but no um we don't know anything about the bad guys at all um we know that there's comrade caliber he looks cool we know that there's zuos um he's the animal one and he looks like the wolf like digimon um then there's two other guys then there's a monster who can't die uh so Toma sees this dude walking up to the fight and he's like, oh no, get out of here. Then the dude like turns into a monster and curses his belt. That dude's name is Storius. He's based off of plant. Um, I don't know anything else about him really. I think he's the one who's like talking with Caliber and like is the mastermind, like smart guy type, like manipulator. I'm not sure. Um the other dude that's the bad guy, his name is Okay. Uh, his name is Legale. He hasn't really done anything. Um, I feel bad for these three because they are definitely being set up as threats, I guess. Because like, because like we see like Rotaro fight Zuos to get his ass kicked. Um, but they don't really have any personality yet. Yeah, supposedly Zuos killed Rotaro's father, right? His master. Master. That's right. <clears throat> I didn't need that for Rotaro. He was fine where he was. So Toma's belt gets sealed. Um, then there's a whole lot of... I'm going to sound like I'm high, but um, so Caliber and Storius are talking about getting to Avalon, but then all of a sudden it turns to getting to Avalon to opening the first gate to Avalon, because they realize it's going to be a 48-episode series, I guess. <laughs> um, and they say something, and then like <laughs> Storius goes into the closet, gets a box, says this is going to be the first gate to Avalon, it's going to be time travel, uh, which hasn't been really addressed yet. Uh, then Toma's like, oh, my belt's messed with. Oh, yeah. And before this, Toma and um, Ren had a, a like paper sword fight. And that's how Toma got the three little pigs. But no. So Toma's like researching how to get his belt as healed. Um, and then Sophia, the magic lady, talks about Slash. And, no, and they're like, oh, who's Slash? This is a really big, important thing. And then Toma's like, with the um, Daishinji, who is the uh, caretaker like of their like equipment and swords and stuff, keeps saying, oh, like, let me make your sword fixed or whatever. And he's like, oh, do you have any forbidden book? Then he runs up, grabs a forbidden book, but then once he has it, he could just use it, I guess. It's not that taboo that he grabbed it. Um, and then he's like, oh, I get it. The 13 stories. And he gets some graph paper out and he makes a symbol with the 13 stories. 
Uh, and he's like, now I can, now I can get to Avalon and fix my sword. Uh, and then he's like, oh, hey, your name is Slash, isn't it? He's like, yeah, it is. And it's like a bonding moment. Like, I'm right. That's what happens, right? Nah, that's, that's the best, best explanation. Like, his sword's broken. The lady says, oh, Slash. He's like, who's Slash? He finds a book, isn't supposed to have it, gets to use it, makes a, a, a symbol while talking about 13 stories. We haven't heard like a legend of like 13 like stories yet, so it doesn't really make any sense. It could right. be a one-off thing. Um, so yeah. Um, so I guess they're going to go to Avalon or open the first gate to Avalon uh, next episode, which feels like it should be like a bigger deal, kind of like when we um, had the big first arc end for like zero one with like Oh, is Hirobi dead? What's going on? Like, you know, that kind of stuff, but it doesn't feel like it. Um, that's when we get Blades or like Rotaro fighting against like Zuos, who just like says he's not even worth killing. So then Rintaro goes into the hyperbolic time chamber so that he can use three blue books because that's stronger than using three different color books. Right? That's the recap? Yeah. Okay. Sounds like you're missing uh, something. But you're not. It does, right? I think that's just how they told the story so far. And like, it's not great because like, when there's more story, we can have more of a back and forth. But that's just kind of what happens. Yeah, it's just not a lot there to like discuss. Like Toma, and I think the rest of the characters too, but mostly Toma, he's a main character. Need something. Need a struggle. Uh, need something that makes them compelling. Like something that they lack. They're trying to gate. Something they're trying to learn. And it's kind of there with the missing, like, friend Luna. But, like, Toma's kind of a side character in, like, these episodes where, like, it's like, oh, here's a vignette about this character appearing that, but without any real detail, he just kind of shows up to be like, oh, cool, I'll have a fight at the end. So how much do you think COVID is uh, affecting the show? Do you think it's, like, COVID or you think this is just... I mean, it's, right now it's a mess in the writing department. I think some of the fight scenes and like location shooting is messed with by COVID. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of CGI stuff yeah. going on too. So that obviously, but the dialogue is a dialogue though. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I mean like the dialogue's mostly fine, but it's just like, why does this person suddenly Toma's rival? Why is why did Toma forget he was best friends with somebody? And then when they did like like Tom Sawyer and Huck Finn on the roof, they were good. All of a sudden. It doesn't really. Yeah, would have would this uh, show have been better off? If they just told us what happened fifteen years ago instead of keeping it a mystery, like off rip. Maybe I think the mystery is what they're banking on. I think they just need to make us care about the mystery. Like maybe if right. it took longer to meet these characters, maybe if the monsters were people that like, because like there's this line where Thomas says, "Oh, people shouldn't misuse books or, or like stories," but we never see people doing that. Right. Like kind of how they're misusing the uh, the uh, invest keys or the lock keys on game, yeah, something like that. Like like have people around go around town like reading books for bad purposes or something like that. Yeah, like what if like in this set of episodes it was like, oh, there's this person like that's running like fake self help seminars, and it turns out that like they got a magical copy of like the secret, and they're just like lying to people and taking yeah. their money. There you go. <laughs> right? Yeah, or like. Reading books about like, like you said, like manifestation or yeah, how to rob a bank or something like that. Help! Um, my mom got a magical copy of Eat, Pray, Love, and now she's never home, and she's like <laughs> destroying restaurants and stuff. I don't know. Or like, like read Harry Potter to learn how to like do like ride a broom and you know play a uh, Quidditch. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like there's like a um, like show from like a couple years ago where this person thought they were magic. But it was just the monster that was inside of them, and then the monster escaped and embarrassed them to like make them be on TV, not able to like do magic. Do that. What show was that? Uh, that's in like Kamen Rider Wizard. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's like, that actually works. Uh, yeah, but like, there's so many things that like you could do. Like, you could do like here's like a a like a priest who has like this weird power or something. Here's like a super athlete that like has this like athlete book. It's well the bet. The best thing so far is, like you said, it's only episode six, so it could only get better from here. So, and hey, that's looking at it positive. Also, if it doesn't, like, 
I I promise you this show's gonna like kind of get real messy. Like it's gonna get real like three a.m. like crying on the phone like after you've been like clubbing in here. Like I think it's like just messy. <laughs> so what do we predict happens at the show? Uh, so I mean, like you said, like we don't really know a ton about him besides the girl going through the hole and he's feeling bad about it and something that happened 15 years ago. <laughs> right? I really like that. That is so true, but just like the way you said it, I really like that. <laughs> I mean, that's all we know. So like, maybe he, he finds out what happens and it's tragic and I don't know, man. <laughs> no, you no, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> uh... Yeah, and maybe he reads a book and figures out how to write his wrongs or something like that. I don't know. What about you? Like, how is he not even, like, a failed author? Just make him a failed author at the start of the series. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's already, like you said, like, he has his own little place to, like, read books to kids, and he has his own editor. Like, he's successful. He's helping people. Yeah. He's good at helping people when he's a writer. Um, no. Um, here's my prediction. First off, um, when they made a big deal about the equipment dude being named slash i think what's going to happen is um first off they've been calling him daishinji but his first name is tetsuo so i think his name is slash he's going to become writer slash the metal swordsman tetsuo based off of tetsuo the iron man which Mm -hmm. is one of those movies that uh if you like to see fucked up shit go watch tetsuo the iron man uh but (laughs) that's going to be that joke there like i'm writer slash we'll get an ice rider at some point we'll get a light rider maybe maybe that'll be luna or she'll be the moon rider if she's the moon rider um there'll be like a sun rider maybe that's like the big mid-season like villain rider um <laughs> you're not good man probably plants or wood that's another element maybe like thunder to go with the lightning and like be like sound base uh then i think that um i, I it's so hard to tell because i could already see how they're like gonna say that caliber wasn't really bad he just wanted the power to like do something magical like it already is like so obvious that i'm mm-hmm. hoping they like fake us out and he's like well no <laughs> i wanted the power to like um to bring somebody back to life not for your mom she's dead it's for this like evil king or something like that would be cool <laughs> but no i think that um luna comes back she's either the swords woman of lighter moon uh and she's eerie uh and it's dramatic just that's all i got (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's to the point like i don't know enough to predict anything (laughs) but you did a you did a good job though like they'll probably just like do the elements and like it doesn't help that like we're swordsmen of the elements isn't really an inspired theme Mm -hmm. uh i don't know um and like books is so wide that i don't know where they're going um I like the suits, honestly, at this point. Uh, so that's fine. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a lawyer character, and like they say, throw the book at them, and they're like ambiguous. You know, you know what we need. We need Tassel to fix this. Like, let us know. You like, you're supposed to be telling a story. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bonjour. <laughs> Tassel's Tassel has to fix this. This is all Tassel's fault. Just blame it on Tassel. That's my actual okay. What if Tassel is like, um, I'm not a big Star Trek person, but um, do you know who Q is by any chance? In Star Trek, Q is basically this like this god that wants to mess with the crew in like Star Trek the next generation. Like he has like godly powers. Mm-hmm. What if like um what if like Caliber is like kind of gonna get to Avalon and then Tassel gets out and like maybe like Tassel's like some weird like annoying god. <laughs> That'd be wild. <laughs> or maybe like He's like the actual villain of the show, Tassel. Yeah, like have him be the actual villain of the show. And the reason why we're so confused is that he was reading the book the wrong way to confuse us. And then Toma's going to write, fix his, like edit his book. And then we know what's going on. I don't know. For the sake of making things interesting, here's what I think is going to happen. Here is my called shot that won't happen. Um, So in episode 15 or something, like around there, there's a big epic fight. And like, it's like, oh no. And Toma has to jump into some like weird dimension while fighting caliber or whatever. Um, and then Tomo wakes up and he goes about his life except for um, it turns out everything that happened 
in the show up to that point was inside of a book that he found or was writing and that his everyday life is full of all the actors just doing like oh like i'm just like working at this like convenience store or whatever and then like they slowly like start to get their powers back and remember what happened in the book that's what i'm gonna say okay that's that's a plot there you go that matches the theme of books hopefully they listen to to this pot and you're like okay that's it let's go back and fix it hey i'm hope and a lot of shows yeah, i'm like, not i'm not ready to give up yet i'm not ready to give up yet. but i need something to get excited for though definitely i think um around episode uh 12 a lot of shows pick up um which should remind me um that for november and december uh we should announce that we're going to be looking at uh come rider ex8 episodes one through six then seven through twelve uh so we should probably finish that just before like the holiday season and that's going to be exciting that's the show that i think like deserves like a two-part intro and like going chronologically will be fun and like i'm really excited to see like how you respond to that show yeah i'm really looking forward to that one because you've seen like the opening for that show right yeah you showed me the last time we we uh met up i liked it a lot so i guess um we should uh let people know what's coming up next and that is uh in two weeks meet again for uh come rider zero one nope not that uh for come rider saber uh episode seven and eight which ought to be fun uh and then from there we will um between then and now uh we are shifting into kind of a spookier mode and that means right now we have a couple of bonus horror pods coming out so one we have um a um can't disclose just yet what they're working on but a like game designer uh matt coming on to do a like special like werewolf episode talking about like practical effect live action werewolves um and then we also have um so andrew from like abusement sparks like coming on to to do like an episode on like cool like horror like vampires so like i think we're like we're mostly looking at like lost boys for that for example and that's going to be it and there might be one more still confirming that for the rest of the month we'll lean more spooky and more like into like cool monsters and like horror as well yeah um so when you're uh not talking about a common writer where, where can people find you james uh you can find me on youtube with my new handle copacetic senpai and on twitter and instagram at popcornet for the moment where can i find you kip you can find me um on twitter.com at james ford you can find the podcast a lot of places right now actually but uh it is um at common writer for me on twitter and instagram me.com you can send in questions to podcast at comrefb.com and you can also go to comrefb.com when this comes up it'll be its own website it will link out to our merch store to our like podcast feed to our our like just podcast episode website and that will start to feature weekly posts and some extra posts like um as well that will uh be to supplement the show and yeah um i have to wonder uh what did we learn this week james <laughs> right uh not a whole lot <laughs> okay uh i swear we're gonna be positive we're better, we're okay <laughs> what did you learn oh um i think uh how about uh watch carbon rider and watch jujitsu kaisen there you go <laughs> <laughs>